How to transform your passion into a successful startup. Welcome to Lead, an inspiring podcast that focuses on the creative spirit inside us all. Jocelyn Bellows interviews accomplished entrepreneurs about overcoming obstacles and achieving greatness. Join us today and lead into a fulfilling and successful life. Everybody and welcome to this edition of Believe. Today I'm joined by Chris Girardi and Jen Coffey, the founder and co-founder of Melavora. So welcome guys to the show. And I'm gonna kick it right off by saying, tell us a little bit about Melavora, what it is and what you guys do. Well, Melavora is a uh, what originally started as a blog. It was a blog at the beginning. I was trying to Oh, I guess we'll just start from day one. I had worked for a corporation prior and um, found myself out of a job and uh, was trying to figure out what I was going to do with my time and my life. So I started getting a lot more into the things that I used to do, which are hiking and and mountain biking and uh, just enjoying nature. And so I was taking pictures and I'm no photographer. I don't claim to be a photographer. I still don't. But a lot of people think that I take really great landscape photography. And I guess it's probably, you know, maybe they're right. I don't know. So that's where it started. It started off as a blog. And I was trying to share my stories uh, that were hopefully going to inspire people to leave their shitty corporations also and get outside and do something more productive with their life. And that's and that's really where where Melivora came from and uh, still is today where I, I wake up every day and I'm, and I'm grateful that I don't work for a shitty corporation anymore. Thank God. But so um, does it kind of explain what Melivora is? We're, that's where it started. Okay, I guess I could go into what it is. So what it is is it's a, um, it's a legging company. It Start, started off as a blog. It's now turned into a legging and apparel company. Uh, we're in the very beginning stages of apparel. We've been making leggings um, from the get-go. That's uh, what happened was when I started off as a blog, I was trying to find out like how I was going to get my stories out, how I was going to get my pictures out and get people to engage. Because like we live in this world that's just, there's so much shit going on everywhere. Like it's so hard to get people to engage in anything. They're like, you know, like you get on Instagram and by no means am I like really good on Instagram or any of that stuff. Thank God for Jen. Jen handles all of our Instagram, all of our Facebook, all of our social media because I just am not a social media fan. And so um, I was trying to get people to connect and I was like, how am I going to get people to connect to this? How am I going to get people to to be inspired? And I was uh, in a Whole Foods and I saw a lady wearing some leggings and I kind of went, was mowing over in my head and I thought, wow, those are really ugly and someone got paid to make that. And that was really like when it clicked and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my pictures on these leggings. And so I made this really shitty pair, which I have downstairs, which if you want to see, you can see. I have all the originals downstairs are horrible. I mean, they're the, uh, they're so ugly. And, and anyway, so I made a pair for Jen 
And we were in Littleton one night, and we were walking downtown Littleton, old Littleton Boulevard or whatever. And the lady came out of her boutique and was like, "Where did you get those? I need you to, I need to buy them." And that was when I was like, "Wait a minute, this vehicle it will work to get my stories and my pictures out." And so that's really what what leggings are. Is I took the idea and principle of a legging, and I said, "Well, number one, apparel should be artful." Apparel should have a real story, and apparel should be locally made. And that's really where the fundamentals of Malavora came. And so it was a lot of time and upfront investment and work and just uh, about just a very long time of investment with no ROI before I could even come out with anything to market because it was – you know, how do you get production done here in Colorado? How do you find a U.S. material that's suitable? How do you get your pattern so they fit correct? You know, there's all these things that people don't think about when they, when, when you, when you do apparel. And so that's where it started. So I thought, okay, I'm going to put my pictures on these leggings, make them beautiful. I'm going to get them out there and then people are going to see the leggings and hopefully they'll go to the website and read the stories. And, and whether it's the picture that touches them or the story or just the fact that we do things ethically and locally and we do it right, maybe it's that, and maybe I can um, touch and help other people. So that's really what Melavora is. Do you have anything? No, I add, Jen, go for it. I know Jen's very quiet, so she had to get her to come out of her shell, but when she does, boy, it's usually fierce. <laughs> I, I, so I want to start with this. First of all, how did you come up with the name? Oh. Very good question. I love when people ask the question because we were pondering that, and a long time ago I gave him the nickname Honey Badger, which if you ever know the animal, the African badger, Honey Badger, very fierce and relentless and very um, kind of bullheaded in everything. And that even before Melivore came about, I named him Honey Badger, and one day we were on the couch and talking about the mammal of war, and we're like, what are we going to name it? And he's like, look up Honey Badger in Latin, and then, and then came Mel of War. So, Mel of War means Honey Badger in Latin. So what's really interesting about that is Jen would call me that and stuff, and I'd always think, Jesus, I mean, I got a lot of gray in my beard. So honey badgers are like a gray and black animal. And so I thought, oh, it must be this beard because I get so much gray that I kind of started to think that I'm resembling one. I'm short and stocky and not very handsome, and I got this Or the honey badger. This beard. (laughs) But anyway, it was interesting how that came to be because I remember when we were sitting in your apartment and you said that and, and I thought to myself, this is it. And I don't know why, but it was one of those name, those words that you don't really forget. And it, th- this whole company, not to go on a tangent, this whole company uh, was, 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 formed, was based out of just a lot of, uh, was based off of like a whole lot of anger and frustration and all these different things that emotions that like I had built up, uh, you know, I went through the, uh, a separation after 12 years, fucking brutal, to be honest with you. And, you know, and just all of the, and, and, then, and then the corporation I worked for was just the whole nother situation. So kind of all these things came in 
at once. And a lot of my time I spent, you know, I look back now and I go, I'm not really sure how I even made it through that so resiliently. And I'm not, I'm not trying to like be egotistical at all or anything because I don't believe in being an egotistical person. It's like, we're all here. Let's try to figure out what we could do productive and how, and how can we benefit one another and not necessarily be so worried about, you know, how can we shit on one another and get ahead? And everybody knows what that's like when you work for a corporation and like, you know, three people are trying to get a promotion, you know, and they're all talking shit be behind each other's backs. And they're just nasty, just nasty people, you know, and, and I was one of them. And I really had to go through all these things at once to really get my ego kicked in check. You know, I, this is, you know, I thought I had everything and everything going for me. And when I realized one day as I woke up and I thought, boy, I'm really not bulletproof. And I'm really am just a human who has to now pick myself up because I just got kicked in the balls pretty hard and it's time to figure it out. And, and so I guess what's funny about Melivora and Honey Badger is, you know, sometimes Honey Badgers get hit and kicked and they still have to get back up and they will. And that's really what Melivora is. We want people who are maybe you're not going through a rough time and that's great and you just love what we do. And maybe you're going through a rough time and you need some some inspiration. Maybe they'll read a story and it'll help them. Maybe they'll listen to this podcast. That's the goal. <laughs> they want them to listen to the podcast. And maybe and maybe they'll come visit you. Maybe visit they'll, maybe they'll yeah. get something from it. Yeah. You know, because we it it's really interesting. It was it, it it's not been so many people see Malavora today and they and they think it's they're like, wow, how'd you guys do this? Or they think it's they don't understand how much work and pain and there's a lot of time for you. You think you got things figured out and you find out you don't. And then you have to go through a lot of, uh, you know, Jen used to tell me when, uh, when we worked together, she used to tell me, um, I don't ever want to go backwards. And I used to tell her, well, sometimes you got to take steps back to realign to find the right steps to go forward. And I never really knew what that meant. I used to just say that. I think I used to just say that because I was like, what is this girl like trying to get information from me? Like here, just, you know, and I just throw it at her and be like, whatever, you know? And now here I am, I'm going, boy, talk about some legitimate words that now I've had to understand in the last two years. It's been interesting. What I've noticed in the podcast I've done up to this point and, and leap is really all about talking to entrepreneurs who've taken that leap of faith walking, whether they've walked away themselves or something has presented them presented that now we've got to take a pivot point. So transition has birthed so many creative opportunities and, and you're right there in, in that space. And that's actually why Leap was born because I was in a very similar transition going through a divorce and starting over and taking my own leap of faith. So I, I relate, and I think a lot of our audience relates to that as well, because that's that's really where the creative spirit, I think, lives. And I have so many good places that I want to go with that. You, you mentioned the word resilient. I want to talk about that, because you, you talked about your story. You started as a blog, and you wanted to share your story. What was your story when the blog started, and how is that now playing into the role of what Melivore is today? Yeah, that's 
a really good question, and that and that's one of the things that uh, has been, I won't say a struggle, but an opportunity to figure out. Because when I started the blog, it was, you know, me trying to get my stories out and touch other people's lives in a, in a positive way. It's really trying to take up a lot of my neg- negative things that were happening around me that, that I looked at and thought that they were negative. And I was like, okay, I'm going to digest this and I'm going to, and I'm going to give it back out, but in a positive way. And so that was how I was going to do it. And then when, you know, and then when you start getting into the world of apparel and fashion, boy, does things change. Things haven't changed for, for me per se. I'm still incredibly passionate about what I do and about this company. And I've had a lot of people, you know, look at me weird. And we have had a lot of people who walk by, you know, and say things or they see our products and they don't, you know, they don't like them because they're different or because, you know, we've, I've, I've had many, I've had so many people along this way, turn their nose up to, to me when I reach out to them. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck you. One day you're going to be knocking at my door. And I'm going to be laughing my ass off because it's going to happen. People to this day, you know, it's amazing how many people around you don't want you to win. It's just, it happens. And so I've had people talk to me about this company and ask me, you know, about entrepreneurship and being an entrepreneur and being a business owner and creating whatever like you want to call it. And I don't get up and call myself any of these things. I just, I'm a dude with a fucking mission. <laughs> That's just all there is to it. And Jen, thank God, is on the same wavelength as me, and she is imperative part of what we do every day. She just keeps everything on track because I am in my own world, like envisioning and trying to change this. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And Jen does so much of that back end work to make sure everything comes together. It's incredible. Um, it's very easy to take what your passion is and what your love is and what you're doing as an entrepreneur, which I guess I could get into that in a little bit of my beliefs on that and what that really is. And, and some people are going to find it really, really nasty. And that's okay because, well, I guess some people think I'm nasty, but I think it's because I'm trying to make a point, which is... Get your head out of the old fucking mentality and get your head into reality because the shit that you were taught and the shit that you were told growing up is a lie. And the stuff that you're told about being an entrepreneur, you know, they tell you so many things about how you need to be an entrepreneur and what you have to do to be that person. And really to me, what an entrepreneur is, is somebody who takes their passion and puts it into work. And not necessarily always for money. You know, money is a part of it. It's a tool to keep things moving. It's like it's like oil for a car, you know. Uh, but it's very easy to lose track of what you're doing when you start making money. And when you start getting into bigger retailers and you start doing more things, it's very easy to get caught up in all of the cool differentness. Like expressing you a lot of outside influences telling you, oh, why are you not making your product in Mexico or China? Or why are you not using X material? And why are you not using, you know, another producer? Why are you doing your photos when you can do my photo? We have a lot of outside people wanting to know, you know, why we do what we do. We don't have the answer. 
we, we do it for, you know what I mean? For ourselves and everything. And <laughs> I think though you, you sort of nailed it on the head, Jen. And I'm, thank you for, I, I think you guys, first of all, great balance, right? You really are. Um, I'm, and for those that, you know, everyone who's just listening, I'm have the pleasure of being in, in your company and watching your balance. And as we chatted, getting ready, um, you have someone who's got the bold idea and then you, and, and the doer, and then you're more gen, more thoughtful in process. And I think that's such a beautiful pairing because you do need that balance. You need to have somebody who keeps you in check on both sides of the equation. Someone pushing and someone pulling back. But you also sort of said, you, you said, you, Jen, you just said it. You know it in your heart what's best for this company, right? And I think that's such a beautiful thing to keep that in focus because it is easy when you get big and have a lot of yes people all around you saying, yes, do this. Yes, this is great. Yes, this is, and all those outside influences. So keep strong to that, right? Yeah. You know, I applaud you for that because I think it's hard. That's hard. You've got to put your shell up. Very hard. Yeah. Well, it, well, yeah. It, 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 well, that just triggered something right now. I'm sorry, but uh, because you're because you do podcasts and there's a podcast that we listen to. It's called How I Built This. Okay. We love it. We love it. And there's a lot of them that that are that I like. And and but one of my things that I've been frustrated with that podcast is that some of the people that he interviews, it, it, they make it sound like. Um, I started this company and fuck, I'm worth 500 million, mm-hmm. but this is just really who I am. And so I get so frustrated because I'm like, Jen, and then it's like nine o'clock at 10 o'clock at night, you know, maybe 11 after we finish, you know, I'm up, I don't even, can't sleep, you know, I'm up at five or 30, could be six, could be five. I mean, I just, whatever. And, uh, you know, if, if we go to bed at uh, 10 30 or 11 or whatever, whatever it takes, even if it's one. You know, maybe I want to settle down and, and instead of what we don't watch TV, we don't even have a TV in this house. I have, you, you know, we, we listen to, you know, my own new podcast. It's interesting because, you know, everyone thinks radio or whatever is a thing of the past. But to me, it's so much more interesting to to listen to a podcast and not have to like watch video and all that other bullshit going on on TV. I think it encourages more creativity. Oh, yeah. It does. Right? Because yeah. now you're starting to formulate in your own mind that picture rather than being fed what it is supposed to look like. Yep. You get to be the creator. Again, that you get to be the creator. Yeah. And you okay. as your own creativity. Yeah. Yep. And then it just feeds yeah. into more of your own ability to continue to build yourself and, and your brand, but just build yourself as a person, mm-hmm. which then feeds into all sorts of great things. Well, and so that that's always frustrating for me when I listen to podcasts where it goes from like zero to a hundred and I'm like, okay, well, what about all the shit in between that they're not telling you about that entrepreneurs need to know? Like if you're a guy or a girl and you're coming out of college or high school, or maybe you're 15 or whatever. And like, you're, I want to do this, but I, I don't know if I want to take the leap. I don't know if I want to do this. I'm scared. You know, where the fuck's all the, the, the meat, you know, not to say, you know, but I mean, like, where's it at? Because, you know, so much of this stuff, it's just, it's just start, finish, nothing in between. But they don't tell you is the struggles in between, the real struggle, waking up every day, not knowing, okay, are we going to go up the mountain and we're going to take this path that's not made, this path, this path, whichever path, because when you are doing something from the ground up, that's never been done. 
There is no book and there's no person who's going to tell you what the right path is. And so everything is trial, error, fail, succeed, fail, succeed, fail, 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 succeed. Some days you wake up and you feel like, man, hit it out of the park. And other days you wake up and you feel like, man, I just struck out six times in a row. And that is the reality. And so when I go back to talking about like when we've had people turn their nose up to us and, you know, that we've reached out to, like it, people do it all the time. And so when you're trying to do something that's totally different and, to- and completely unique and unknown, get, get ready for it. People need to know this when they listen to your podcast and they're an entrepreneur and they want to know, well, fuck, you need to know the truth. Because if I just come out and tell you, hey, guess what? You take your great idea and uh, boom, now you have it in three main major retailers. It fucking doesn't happen that way. <laughs> so it just how, doesn't. how does it happen? How did it happen for you? And I'm, I'm really glad you're right. Just cut you off before you even got to answer. Yes, I'm glad you bring that up because that's something I really do want to talk about. Um, you know, in this space of. It doesn't just happen overnight. It takes work. It takes self-belief. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of determination to push forward. It does. Uh, so, And it's scary because a lot of the decisions that you have to make sometimes are not. So, and Jen, you can cut in whenever you want. Um, one, one of the biggest things that I... And I don't feel like I've made it yet. I don't really, I know I haven't, and I don't know what that all means. What I do know is each day I get up and I push to strive to do better. And I try to, and I make sure I follow through with whatever, you know, I need to follow through with. But I think what a lot of people don't understand is the persistence and the patience in looking at things from longevity. So when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't think so much about the longevity of every relationship. Now I do. Now I look at every relationship that I make with people and I go, I want these to be long-term. I don't want people working for me or my company and have short-term relationships. I don't want to be influenced by people with short-term relationships. And short-term as a whole, when you're building a business, is key. So a lot of people, so take apparel, for instance, and just to tap into kind of this do your own business situation, you know, what one of the things that pushes people is when you're when you're doing it yourself and like you're working and you get and you make money, right? Money is just a byproduct of of what you're passionate about, if that's what you're doing. Now if you're working for so when you're not a corporation, you're not happy with it. That's all you think about is, oh, well, how am I going to make more money? How am I going to do this? But when you're doing something that you love and you're passionate about, it's like it's just a byproduct of what you do, um, whether that's a 12-hour day or a one-hour day, like whatever. Um, but people, you, you know, for like an apparel brand. So when we talk, when you ask, like, how do you get to that point, right? So what did I do? Well, I had to start off finding small retailers who are willing to sell my product. Who are willing to buy my product and sell it. So not consignment. Malibor has never done consignment and never will. I don't believe in it and I never will. I always believe that your work should be paid up front and that's it. And if so this just is for maybe people who are thinking about doing apparel. And uh, what I could say about apparel in a whole is um, it's very expensive. 
It's very, very expensive to do and to, and to really grow. It's extremely costly. But outside of that, you know, consignment, those things, a lot of people are like, oh, well, if I just get it into this store and I do consignment, you know, I can sell some of them. And, and sure. But what people have to really take into, a, into account is long term. What's your brand equity going to be? Because your brand equity is everything. So if you're going to self-consignment, you're already cutting yourself short from the get-go. So what have you done to your brand equity? Well, if everyone knows that your product's a product in the consignment shop, well, then you're probably going to struggle to really make it. But what people think about is, oh, I need to make money now. It's very hard to train your brain to invest today. And maybe you're not going to get that um, payment or pay or reward or whatever you want to call it for three months. Maybe you're going to have to start getting into stores and building up and then work and try to get into the bigger retailer. So if I was like, okay, I'm going to press every day to get into smaller retailers all the time. Yeah, sure. I could get more pairs out there. I could make more instant money, but what's the longevity of that? You know, and I'm not saying that the small retailers don't count because, because they do. But what you really have to do is find that balance between a bigger retailer and a smaller retailer and find that balance of who's a productive retailer. You know, there's a many, many retailers out there that'll just, you know, they want to bring your product in, but they don't know necessarily how to sell your product or whatever. You, that happens to manufacturers and producers all over. And, and so you really have to find a balance and realize that, you know, okay, well, take for instance, like we're going to be sitting down with, a, a larger retailer that we deal with um, in like a couple weeks, three weeks, and we're talking about a hopefully a pretty decent size expansion. And we're working on another decent, really big retailer too. They're both very large, and and, um, and we're trying to figure out how to do it. And, and I guess what I've really held off is I haven't focused so much on the smaller retailers per se because I've had to put more focus and longevity into the bigger one and the bigger picture and how, you know, because the reality is if you're trying to grow a apparel brand, if you're ever going to have any true brand equity, you have to be in larger retailers. Now, the one thing that Melabora that we're very specific on is what retailer that would be. So we don't just go, okay, yeah, we're going to be okay with, this retailer who sells all of this stuff that we don't agree with. We've stuck to retailers that are very, very in line with our ethos as far as how they do things and, and what other products they carry. It's hard to find that balance, but we look at it from a long term standpoint. And it's always to us, it's about account retention and not necessarily how do we build new accounts. What I think what I'm hearing through this last couple of minutes is you both made very intelligent, intentional decisions very early on. We did. Oh, um, can we talk about that? Day one almost. Um, where I come from the food background, we know how how well it's a locally made food product is versus a product that's made on the East Coast, and we 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 come from that background and. I think when you're coming from going to apparel, we're like, how can we be different and how can we be true? And we don't want to have a fake front like a lot of companies. So, oh yeah, we make it. We have a USA, you know, flag on 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 the shirt. But we make it in China, and we we don't want to be that company. We want to be the company where we have a color flag on our product, and our product 
is printing, cut, sewn, all in Denver. And we couldn't be passionate about a product if we didn't do that. And that's why from, from day one, we wanted to make it local. We wanted to make sure all of our materials were sourced locally or, you know, inside the United States. We didn't have to import anything at all. And we wanted to do it, you know, ethically. And we wanted to make an impact on, you know, people, jobs, and a lot of things that we couldn't do by ourselves, you know. Every every move that we make as a company is incredibly strategic, actually. Yeah. Uh, Jen and I think through every move very, very much. We do not allow ourselves to get wrapped up in the instant gratification world, and instead we force ourselves into delayed gratification. I guess. And looking at the big picture, which... You know, you're not taught to do when you're um, going to college. You know, you're not taught to look at it. If I was producing overseas, I would probably, or if we were producing overseas, we would probably be doing uh, four to five times our annual revenue. Oh, sorry. We have a dishwasher running Sorry, in the background. Sorry, we're in our, our kitchen here, and Jen has the dishwasher going. Now, now you know what I go through. This dishwasher's going every day, I swear to you. I'm like, Just so you all know, we're all real people. We're real life thing. Yeah, there's no bullshit here. I mean, there's just no point. Uh, but we, we, we are very determined and structured as far as how to do things in the best possible way, the most efficient way. So from the get-go, that's been a principle of ours, and I've based a lot of that philosophy off of uh, another corporation that exists just from being in to other things, and uh, they're, um, they've are they done <laughs> extremely well. And so I, I base a lot of my, my uh, moves off of that, and I look at things and I go, okay, yeah, you know what? Maybe we're not going to push as many numbers this year as we would like to. But once again, it's the bigger picture that I'm looking at. And so sometimes when we have to turn down retailers who approach us and they're like, Hey, we want to carry your products. Then I have to be like, no, or maybe they want us want to carry our products and they want to dance around and get us to do all these things. Cause we're not a huge corporation. And I'm like, no, and uh, what, what I've realized is being diligent, pressing, and persistent uh, has got them to, to do what we want them to do. So, you know, we don't, we started from the get go. You, we, we'll never do consignment, you know. We will, uh, we do not do sales. We just don't. It's, if you get a, if you get a, a coupon, or, uh, you know, you tag our company and we send you a discount, rest assured, it's a rarity. Like, we don't do it. And people have gotten really upset with me because of that. Yeah. I have had customers turn me down flat in the face because every other vendor is offering a discount and I won't. And I tell them to walk because... I think I we know. have to retrain the consumer mindset because we aren't used to a locally made good item. There's very far, there's few and far between that, you know, actually produce locally. Um, they do it all, you know, they do it all right. And um, when you're used to buying products that are made for very few dollars um, for these people, they get paid very little. And 
it's very hard for people to, when they're used to buying that, to change their mindset and being like, okay, I'm buying a product locally made. I, you know, could be helping a family in Denver or, you know, I could be supporting that and I'm supporting a, another company. It's kind of a win-win for all parties. And, you know, we do a lot of educating our consumers because they aren't used to a product like, like ours. We- when you see the, the the work that goes into creating these products, um, and you see our, and, we, and when we see our seamstresses do it, um, and you know the printing and just all the work that goes involved and in, that's involved in it, you realize, hey, you know, it's not that we're trying to be assholes or rude about not offering discounts or we're better than anyone because we're not. It's about doing the right thing. You know, and it, it and it's it's about paying our people the correct wage for for what they do, and so and that's not cheap. <laughs> and and you know, if I wanted to do this cheap, I would be doing it overseas and making a lot more money. And I would be, I mean, I would be able to sell to anybody because even our wholesale prices. You know, we don't offer Keystone. We never have. We never will. Probably never will. That's crazy. Our big retailers. Don't get Keystone. In fact, one of them, she denied us a couple times. She, you, you know, she just wasn't interested for whatever reason, which is totally fine. Or one of our, you know, and and we and, and then um, then she reached out to us and said, "Hey, I want to bring them in anyway." And you know, it's it's not, and we're thankful for that. Like we're we're very thankful for the people who back us and and, and push our product and are there with us. So. We don't, we're always there to, to help out and do anything we can to, to help them, you know, um, show up to an event that they're having or whatever the case may be. But we also, there's some principles that we just, we have stuck with. And it, a lot of people would look at it and go, it's a miracle you guys are still going with some of them, with the fact that some of the things that we would not and will not do. And, um, but it's proof that you can still do it. You just have to be able to take less. And be able, be more creative. You know, yep. talk about creativity. And when you're doing it on your own every day, you have to find a way to be creative <laughs> in one way or another. Yep. Something I hear from, from both of you as you talk about the intentional decisions you made early on, I hear a lot of integrity and authenticity that you really are being true to yourselves first and foremost, because at the end of the day, this is your business. You know, I don't know what your end game is. There's a lot of people out there that go into entrepreneurship with the intention of exiting, right? Billion dollars. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Keep going. But that, I mean, and that's, and that's, I mean, you have a dream, dream it. That's, that's what, that's what this beauty of, of living a life is. You need take that opportunity and create that opportunity for yourself because that's what you're doing. And I do hear a lot of integrity and authenticity around that because it's what you've decided is the way to do it. It's the best way. And I think when it's your own business, you have to believe in it truly. And and and, and please fill in because I know one of the things I wanted to talk about on those rough days, how do you get yourself up? Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of them. I'm not going to lie. Talk about it, please. Um, I want people to 
to know, and I want my, you know, I have two boys, you know, we talked about that and, and, I, and I want, the, I, I really want uh, Bellamora to be kind of a, a roadmap for them. I want them to read my blogs. I don't, I want those blogs up there. Those blogs that are on there were transferred over from the original website. They're still on there today for the very, very get go. And um, I, I want them on there and I want my boys to read them because I want them and other people to read them. So I want them to understand that there is a roadmap, uh, not every business will be the same, not even close. But how do you get through those days? I want Jen start. I think they go back to the beginning, you know, before Malavora, before, you know, having a company was a, even a, you know, thought, um, you know, even if we had a free day, we would go out and go hike. We would go mountain bike. We would, you know, go hike a 14er and it doesn't cost anything to get out and go, go out, go outdoors and enjoy mother nature. And I think when we have a rough day or, you know, a rough couple hours, we get up and, you know, go outside, even if it's a walk around the block or, you know, a hike up to, you know, Rabbit Mountain, which you love, or Devil's Backbone, we just get out. And I think that helps to clear the mind and just for the whole body benefit, too. It's it's very interesting because the, the human loves stagnancy. Our brains are just, like, hardwired to just be laziest and just like, God, yeah, you know, I could do this, but I just want to like sit down and lay on the couch and watch this useless show. And that's what your brain wants you to do. I mean, it's crazy. You know, I, I, I run and I'm not, a, I don't consider myself a major runner by any means, but um, I force myself and I've been running now for what, what two years to maybe over a little over two years. I can hike a mountain, like for the most part, like no other. Every once in a while, I have a breakdown on a mountain. Jen's over here laughing, you know. But, I mean, I can get up for any mountain. I mean, I love it. I don't care if it's going to kill me. It's just something about it. Something about being up, way up, and not being able to breathe <laughs> makes me feel alive. <laughs> so, but um, I'm no runner, and so I've taken on running because it makes me feel like shit. And I'm like, until I'm done. I, I hate it. It's brutal. I, I can't hardly handle it the whole time. I just, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. But I get done and I'm like, wow. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is that the human to energy is everywhere. It's just, it, it is literally everywhere. And I think that in our minds, everything is our perspective of this small perspective mentality. Cause that's what we've been taught. That's what we've been shown. But like right now between you and I, like there is something there. You can't see it but it's there. And the reason why people can feel bad energy and good energy is because their energy is actually flowing and it's going to hit someone else. And the world's full of negative energy. It just is. And so it's like, how do you find that positive energy when everyone around you just, you feel like everyone just fucking hates life and they're upset or whatever. And, and it's really, uh, there's days where I wake up and I struggle and I struggle. And then I, it's all about whatever your brain is telling you to do, do the opposite. So if your brain is telling you to bitch and complain, stop and start. Just look at what you have and, 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 and say, I'm fucking lucky. And, um, you know, if your brain's saying lay down, get up and do something. There has to be something around your house or somewhere else that needs to be done. And so... That's really, for me, what I force myself to do, because there's a lot of days where I feel defeated 
And Jed knows it. And and I and, and I mean I might dwell on it for thirty minutes or something. I might have a meltdown, but I'll pull out of it, guaranteed. And I'll force myself to deal with whatever it is and and, and come up with something better. And um, there's a there are a lot of those days. So like people who think that that doesn't uh, exist are very foolish, and they need to know that. That's part of this. Uh, I feel like people always want all these answers from everyone. And it's like, dude, quit trying to get answers from everybody and just fucking suck it up and take the risk. Like, take the risk. I think that goes back to where we started this very conversation. I mean, you started by saying, okay, you were forced with two transitions, right? Between divorce and job loss. Yeah. And... You had a choice to continue down a pathway of safety of, okay, I can look for another job or you chose the path that you chose. Yeah. And fear can dictate everything. Fear is a huge motivator and demotivator fear. So that's funny because the day I lost my job, I went mountain biking and horse tooth. It's everyone's like, oh my god, dude, what happened? I'm like, I'm going mountain biking. Shit, man. I just went and mountain biked up up horse to up Maxwell Trail. And uh that's a brutal trail. It's not very long, but it's brutal, man. It's just hard. And uh, I got my ass kicked on it like usual. It's just there's so many rocks and it's just brutal to stay on. And but that's what I did, and I was like, you know what? I love this. <laughs> I, I don't want to work for anybody anymore. And I'm quite happy that I'm not there anymore. And, you know, I didn't think about the money I took. I've always been a fairly avid watch collector. And so at the time I'd taken, I had money saved up and I used that money. And then I'd sold some of my watches that I was fond of and said, well, you know, maybe one day I'll get them back, uh, you know, and uh, these are the sacrifices that you make. And uh, I just went with it. And there was, a few months, there was a, actually, funny enough, it was only about a month and a half between the time that I had left my position and the time that this idea came to my mind. I was lucky. You had, I was lucky. You had space. Yeah. yeah. You had space to, to think. Yes. I kept myself away. So this is another thing that I had to do that um, I tell people, I tell Jen all the time. Um, it's unfortunate, but it's a reality. I really had to keep myself away from the people that uh, I had spent so much time around. And, and I was, uh, I drank, you know, quite a bit of microbrews and did that whole scene. And, you know, I'm not saying that people shouldn't do it if they don't want to. Like, do what you want to do. But I really had to take a step back and look at my life and go, okay, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to lose weight and get shape. I'm going to do the things I'm passionate about. I'm going to love my boys and be there for them and do everything I can for them. Sorry. And I'm gonna, I'm hitting the thing like with my hand. Um, it's passion. <laughs> it's just passion. And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna find a way to live my life, and if I and create something that that I can use to help other people and myself, and, and not in a selfish, self-centered way. So, and, the, and and then when you're when you get to that point and you're like, well, I've lost a lot. I haven't lost everything. I have still a lot to be thankful for. And you better get your ass up and figure out what you're going to do and make a positive impact. And so, yeah, that's it's a choice. 
<laughs> it's a choice. We talk about fear a lot. I feel like we talk about it, how it can be a motivator and how it can also control you. And, you know, if we, how we were a couple of years ago working for, you know, working for a corporation, it was fear all the time too. You know, there's fear every day of um, people's life. It just depends on how they utilize it mm-hmm. for good or for, you know. Mm-hmm. I see though the, the balance of that and you guys both have said it, though not said this word specifically, but gratitude. You say thankful, right? Here we are in the space of I can choose to look at this in a very negative way, or I can find the gems and the opportunities. And I think what you guys have done so beautifully is you found those gems and you continue to build upon them. That's your We're thankful that you came out here and are willing to do a podcast. Well, I, I was thankful when Matt reached out to me to do a podcast. And I've been thankful for uh, what, uh, what I, Joanna, did I say it right? When Joanna. she when she reached out to us oh, and wanted to put us on Colorado's Best. Like, like um, I was thankful for when, um, I won't say our, the you know, we have a few larger retailers who reached out to us and have been I'm very thankful for. They've been great. Um, not everything's perfect. It never will be. But hey, that's really, you're right. You, you, I don't ever look at people and go, and I, and I hope I never am that person. I hope I never turn into that person where I look at people and go, well, you haven't made it, so you don't count. Or I don't want to, I'm, I'm too successful today to listen to you, to anybody. So you want to stay grounded. Absolutely. Like one of my biggest struggles is dealing with a lot of that with people. I feel like, wow, why are we so unwilling to take the step for someone else? You see it a lot and you see it when you, whether you're working for a corporation or you own your own business or maybe or, or maybe you're um, studying in college or whatever, or you're maybe you're playing basketball and there, there's so many people who just, uh, you know, we're so self-absorbed and, 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 and so many people, I get so frustrated because I feel like so many people like, you know, we tell them what we do and stuff and they're like, oh, so you just take your pictures and you just like put them on leggings and you just... Oh, you make them in Colorado, like where, you know, they, 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 they look at you like you're fucking lying to them, you know? And it's like, I'm not li- like, I'm not lying. To you. I'm not here to, to scam you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, or they go, Oh, there's $74. That's really expensive. What's the discount? And I'm like, God, I thought $74 is really competitive. I'd like to have that about $140. You know, they're, they're a piece of me, every one of them. We don't, another thing that we don't do is we don't let um, seconds hit the market. So <laughs> we don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we had, an, we had an incident once where we had, we got some bad material. It, it was all milled here. Everything was good, but, the, but it was missing the stretch. And we had to replace many, 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 many pairs and do it extremely fast. So that way they want to get in the hands of customers. And um, so people are like, oh, what do you do with your extra ones? Well, that'll come later. I haven't disclosed what I'm going to do with those yet, but I keep every one of them. I got them all. 
I got them all that I know of. Um, but we don't, we won't ever have like a, even if when we get huge, if, if we won't have like a Malavora outlet. You know, oh, this was a screw up. I think Kate is the only one that has some, and that was just to see if the sizing portion of it. And um, we've done a lot of things that have been really hard choices that we were unsure of. So, but anyway, not to go on a tangent. We don't do that. So people are like, oh, yeah, like a discount bin, though. <laughs> but that, that goes back to the integrity piece of, of you, you really being true to your brand and to yourselves. And I want to just take a, a pause here because we are at the time frame of where I'd like to try to keep ourselves and our audience at, a, at about a 45 to 50 minute. I wanted to take this opportunity though for you to, to share with the audience, how can they find your product, number one? And then number two, if you guys are willing, I'd love to have a round two because I think we've only just touched the surface. Sure. Yeah, definitely. You can go tell them where to find it. <laughs> where can we find you, Jen? And on Instagram and you Facebook? And <laughs> well, Malaboraco.com. Um, and then on Instagram, it's at Malaboraco. Facebook as well. Malabora, you'll find us. And Malabora is M-E-L-L-I-V-O-R-A. <laughs> you don't know? Or you can look up Honey Badger in Latin and you'll find Malabora. <laughs> yep. Um, but we're always, we always like to hear from our customers and if you ever want to shoot us an email, that email from the website will go directly to me. We love customer feedback, whether, even if it's negative, even I tell Jen all the time, I'm like, even if it's negative, I want to know. That's how we grow. Yep. Yep. Very true. That's yep. how we you gotta grow. get your ass kicked. That's how it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. My boys are in wrestling and I'm like, you're going to get beat up a little bit. That's how you're going to get good. <laughs> it's just the way it is. It's a life lesson. Yeah. I want to touch one last thing too, because it, it goes back to something you said earlier about being protective of your energy and choosing the people around you. So kind of finished on this note that your vibe attracts, attracts your tribe. When you decide to put something out into the world, you're going to attract back what you put out. So the people that were saying negative things, or maybe the people that were turning their noses up, Maybe they didn't get what you were doing. Sure. Maybe they're not on the vibe that you're on. And that's okay. It's true. It's okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Talk it's, hard for, it's hard sometimes for me sometimes to... People are... They, it's not the right timing. Yeah. It's not the right timing for them to take a leap out of their comfort zone or to try a new thing or to, you know, battle the fear that they're going to... They want to battle. I've told Jen a few times and said, well, maybe they were not meant to be in their life today, but maybe two years from now. And then it's okay. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard for me because, you know, rejection is, it hurts. But, you know, you have to suck it up and go, okay, well, this is it. You know, I mean, I guess. So hopefully all the people that have, you know, turned their nose up to us will, you know, I know I like to say things like, yeah, go to hell. (laughs) But I'm sure if they came back, I'd be like, well, let bygones be bygones. And, you know, I mean, that's actually at uh, heart who I am. I try not to hold old grudges. <laughs> well, on that, you guys, thank you so much thank for your you. time you. and look forward to scheduling round two. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Lee. To learn more about Lee, the podcast and coaching services, please join us on our Leap Facebook page at facebook.com slash what's your leap.